2: Welcome back and happy Friday, July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Open lines Friday. Anything you want to talk about? We are here for you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Anything you want to ask um, about uh, me? About uh, views? About politics? Uh, you name it. Just not medical or legal advice. Can't do that. Or counting because I'm not good at it. Uh, the increasing detachment. From norms we used to rely on as Americans, specifically even we as conservatives, are not norms we can rely on anymore. I was engaging a conversation the other day with a guest when one of my smarter listeners, uh, Steve, wrote me to say, Remember, you're Madison. We rely on auxiliaries and auxiliary precautions, other institutions that will protect our rights. Those institutions can be the courts, they can be the schools, they can be any number of civic organizations, governmental or non-governmental. And that is quite true. We used to be able to rely on the courts. We used to be able, and we would say this to ourselves all the time, wouldn't we? We could go to sleep soundly at night, sleeping the peace of the just, Knowing that those in control of the levers of power, and constitutional government, constitutional interpretation, have, you know, the authorities they need and our best interests in mind. The first remains true. The second no longer true. And that's where conservatives particularly need to wake up, where we could once rely on the common sense of the institutions that were born of standard and classical democratic small-d education. You now have generation and a half to two generations of graduates from colleges, grad schools, and law schools who were not taught to appreciate or taught, in fact, the things that their predecessors were about America. You get this particularly when it comes to constitutional interpretation and violations of the Constitution that government entities, agents, personnel take without a pang of conscience or even a question as to whether they can do something or whether they should do something. These are not questions they ask with a view of the Constitution And limited powers, what we used to call constitutionalism in this country. For example, you now have the press secretary to the president of the United States asking private actors, private entities, particularly in journalism and social media, to do the job that the Democrats want them to do but cannot explicitly do. From the government, you have the government asking private actors to do what the government cannot constitutionally do, particularly when it comes to banning speech. Jen Psaki, over the past 48 hours has said some very alarming things that don't just betray an ignorance of constitutionalism, but betray an ignorance of the moment we're in. Does this administration actually think it's more helpful these days to give more Americans more concerns about their civil liberties. Listen to Jen Psaki. Bill, what do we want to start with? You want to start with her yesterday or start with her today? I don't care. Whatever's easier for you. Let's start with Jen Psaki yesterday.
3: Uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Mur- Mur- Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. Stop. We're flagging pro-
2: the Surgeon General's Office is engaged in disinformation tracking. That's your federal government is now monitoring for disinformation on, on social media. But that's actually too clean. <laughs> it's monitoring individual, individual so- m- misinformation as they see it. That's the misinformation. It's not coming from Ankara. It's not coming from Tel Aviv. It's not coming from Riyadh. And it's not coming from anonymous health or, if you want, non-health institutions in America. It's coming from individuals trying to figure out what's going on here with not only a dearth of information but conflicting information. William, continue.
3: We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. Stop We're there. I, that's all and- I
2: need to hear. We are flagging inappropriate or problematic content for Facebook. Do you realize... What a low level we have sunk to when the argument used to be, I can't believe Facebook is allowing China to dictate the terms of its operations in China. I can't believe Facebook is helping the Chinese government identify users who are enemies of the regime and hence considered enemies of the people. We have now gotten to the point where the administration is now openly bragging, again, has no compunction about, no pang of conscience about actually giving names and accounts to Facebook for the purpose of censorship. Take me to the second uh, uh, audio cut, please, Bill.
3: Uh, providing uh, for for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching, uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency. Robust about rules.
2: enforcement strategies. Give me the next. Is that it? Are we good? We're done. We have one more. Huh? You want me to do? It? Take it from the top. Yeah,
3: Uh, providing uh, for for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience. It's reaching uh, also with the public, with all of you um, to create. Robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others. uh, Okay,
2: that's what you need to know. They're not just calling for your deplatforming on the flavor of the day Facebook. They're calling on your total deplatforming from all social media. So for those wise guys out there that thought, oh, well, we'll start our own, good luck. The government is gunning for you there, the betrayal of common sense the betrayal of principles of free speech um is incredible to me now, I don't know, and I could probably look up Gensaki's educational background. Of course, I could look it up. It just doesn't matter to me now because right now the difference as to whether this is volitional or valeal is irrelevant to me. The government is engaged in censorship and it is asking the private sector to do what it cannot constitutionally do based on the idea of a false opinion. I sometimes wonder a little bit in this new world of Quote unquote vaccine disinformation. I wonder, I'm not on Facebook. Um, Maybe I should tweet this out as an experiment and see, but Facebook is the main one right now. I was sending around an email to some concerned um, friends of mine when the vaccine first came online in, in December, January. I was sending it to a few physician friends. I had read in the Wall Street Journal about it. I'd read in the Arizona Republic about it. And it led me to go and look at the FDA to see what it was saying about the vaccines. And here's what I wrote um, in January. Quote, fever and muscle pain. That's to quote the Wall Street Journal, which says these are the side effects of the COVID vaccines. The Arizona Republic says, quote, joint and muscle aches. The FDA, the federal, uh, excuse me, the federal government, the FDA Federal, uh, Federal Drug Administration site says, quote, the most commonly reported side effects, which typically lasted several days. Now, I don't know if several has its own meaning, but you know it's more than two or three. That would be a couple or few. So something that lasts three or more days, the most commonly reported side effects, which typically lasted several days, were, quoting the FDA, Pain at the injection site, tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, joint pain, and fever. Close quote. Fever, aches, pain for several days is what happens, I thought, if you're under 75 and got COVID. Do you think I could put that out there? Or would that be considered misinformation, quoting the Arizona Republic Wall Street Journal and the FDA? Or is Jen Psaki now going to go after the Arizona Republican Wall Street Journal and ask them to take those lines down from their online analysis and talk to the folks over at the FDA and say, this is going to lead to more vaccine hesitancy. It's misinformation. Are you, like me, a little curious as to why the Governmental spokespeople are so ardent on pushing this. Is it not a little weird? Is it not a little weird? What, not business, but worth is it to the Biden administration that 330 million Americans get vaccinated when we're already over at half the population and individuals typically make their own health care decisions? Typically. What? advantage is it for the government to see to 100% compliance and enforcement on this? It makes me think the more he talks of honor, the quicker we count spoons. Seth Leibson's show, portions of which are brought to you by our friends at Cool Touch. Why are, do I call them our friends? Because I use them... My family uses them, my friends use them for all your air conditioning and plumbing needs. They are there 24 7, including, of course, weekends that would be part of the seven. Trust me, I know I've had to use them on weekend <laughs> once. You get the most comfortable living environment and the biggest savings on your utility bills with cool touch, especially with the new unit they have on offer, which operates as if it had a light switch with a dimmer on it, rather than your air conditioning having to turn on and off to keep the temperature you want, giving you, of course, huge power surges and drags on your power. This is like it has a dimmer, so you always have just the right percentage of air conditioning. All of this with fantastic customer service, too. Cool Touch is offering $2,000 rebate on this new system. But whether you're into that system, another kind of system, a repair, an inspection, Cool Touch air conditioning and plumbing are your friends to go to. 623 734 1932 or visit them online at cooltouchac.com. Cooltouchac.com, the company me and my friends and family use dana and chandler hi dana you have so much news to report i think that i don't even know where to begin you got new dogs you got a new rv what are we talking about today
4: i've, I've been busy
2: you have busy. been well the dogs have been
4: yes yes um i you know i just want to thank you for saying what you just said about this whole vaccine thing and and the push for it and it. that's what i want to What's in it for the government? Isn't because it a little weird? Not, Isn't it a little well, I mean, odd
2: how vociferous, forceful they're being?
4: It's very odd because really and truly none of us are dumb enough to believe that the government cares about us at all. <laughs> so, you know, that being said, it's like, OK, so we know you don't care about it. But what's in it for you that we all take this jab? There's, is, it, is it, you know, I don't want to sound conspiracy theorist, but are you trying to kill
2: well, I don't either, and and you know I just didn't think this should have been. Look, let me tell you this. I give me Kamala Harris. Listen to your your vice president debating. You're now vice president debating the then vice president on national TV in the elections uh, of last year. Listen to this from Kamala Harris. One second. But if
5: Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Do it again. Yep, yeah, I remember it.
2: Do it again. Um, Dana, I um. This, this this notion that there's a great deal of hesitancy in taking the vaccine or that there's vaccine hesitancy it doesn't um it doesn't arrive to us as something that i even cared about quite honestly when i first heard the phrase going back three or four months now i it was nothing i ever cared about i always thought i'll just tell you my frame of thinking as someone who's I don't know, moderately well read? Can we can we get away with saying I'm moderately well read? Um my my take was this is new. It's experimental. It's authorized for a special use. I generally trust what people tell me is safe generally. I know there are exceptions. I know the government has made mistakes. I know Anthony Fauci has Given all that, given that it's a new technology, given that the coronavirus itself is new and nothing the government told us about it up front was right. There's reasons for individuals to kind of weigh all of that in the balance versus the risks of what happens if they get COVID. Maybe they're not over 70. Maybe they're not obese. Maybe they don't want what the FDA says is a potential side effect. Maybe they've had COVID and are smarter than those who tell you you need a vaccine even if you've had COVID. Maybe maybe they're just a little smarter than that. Or maybe they have a friend who's had COVID and got the vaccine and ended up in the hospital or under the sheets for four days, as I have. I mean, there's a lot that's going on here that's really, really new. Are we going to blame the American people for mm, making their own decisions about this? Really? Well, I want to know, is
4: this, is this the new Yellow Star? Are we are, are people that are gonna not want to do this experimental stuff and don't trust this experimental stuff because we are semi-intelligent? Are we gonna be the new Yellow Stars? Are we gonna be the ones that they're gonna be singling out? I mean, we know they're coming after people politically. So is that what this is gonna be with these goons coming door to door saying, We oh, you know, get vaccinated or not? We know we know that they're tracking who's had it because we just saw yesterday in the news that in in Denver they they are going door to door on people that haven't been vaccinated. Well, how do they know who hasn't been vaccinated? Well, because they're
2: tracking it. Nothing so was more. Yeah they're, calling, yeah, they're calling. Yeah, right. They're calling people in, in Colorado already. Right. That's yeah, the story the you sent me. There was nothing more frightening to a citizen of the Soviet Union than a phone call from Stalin. Or the well, government. So nothing nothing the more frightening than a phone call from the government. And it's probably true here now today, too. And could anything be more frightening than a phone call from your public health? department? Yeah, ringing your doorbell. Why? Do they think that that's okay? Why do they think that that's okay at all? Maybe an look, if 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 they want to reach out and meld the fact that they ha- now are collecting data on us. Jen Psaki said the Surgeon General is now monitoring our social media. Good use of the Surgeon General in the midst of a pandemic. I um I I I think Americans have every Reason, not right, reason to be really, really worried. I think Yellow Stars is is is, is too far, but we're getting to something close to that, Dana. We're getting well, to know, something very close to coming. that. I, I You know, you I am in the coming. store the other day. I'm in the store on Sunday, and there's uh, three of us in line, one person behind the counter. And one woman behind me is unmasked, and the woman behind her... So the last person in line is masked. They don't know each other. One of them happens to be um, uh, 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 a racial minority, the one who's not masked. And the woman with the mask says to the woman without the mask, are you vaccinated? And I have no understanding, apprehension or comprehension how that's anyone's business for individuals to be asking each other that. I really don't. If you don't feel safe in this country or in a store, don't go. But don't ask other citizens personal, private health information. Do I get to start asking if people had hysterectomies?
4: Right. Or abortion. Or anything. Or, gee, did you get your flu shot? Anything. Did you vaccinate your kids? Anything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How much money do you make? That, that's going to be the next question when you're standing in line.
2: Yeah, it probably will be, if not your race. Because
4: there's no decency anymore.
2: The race question is already being asked when it comes to things like education, jobs, promotions. That's already being asked. Now it's going to be race and health. Now it's going to be race and health. Americans have every reason to be concerned. If Anthony Fauci nailed it every single time, maybe that would be different. If he didn't admit to lying to us. Maybe it'd be different if Kamala Harris said she wouldn't take it if Donald Trump told her to take it. Maybe it'd be different. But the world we live in is the world the left gave us. Sorry for taking it seriously.
5: But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it.
2: Welcome back to the Seth, Seth Leibson Show 602 602- 5080960. Uh, there's a lot in the news, and there's a lot more I want to say about what the White House is uh, up to vis a vis the uh, monitoring of social media. The Texas story has not gone away, and in fact, I think it's important, if not incumbent upon us here, um, to explain what is going on in the texas uh series of election reform statutes so we will take care of that by the way uh hans von spakovsky over at the heritage foundation has a uh has a great column on it and it is our delight to uh welcome hans back to the show hans thank you i'm sorry about our time confusion that was on my end but thank you for joining us and welcome to the airways of phoenix
0: Well,
1: sure. Thanks for
2: having me back. You betcha. Uh, It seems to me never before has misinformation been so widely available, and it has nothing to do with social media. It has, as far as I'm concerned, everything to do with uh, the progressive and uh, left-wing's ability to distort terminology – and propagandize, quite frankly. And that's what's taking place with regard to a new big lie taking place in Texas, as you write in Fox News. Uh, Would you tell us actually what's taking place in Texas when it comes to election reform and straighten out the rest of the country for us, Hans?
0: Yeah, but you've got it exactly right. I mean, basically, there's a big propaganda campaign going on by the left, by Texas Democrats, by Joe Biden, the media... Uh, New York Times I was complicit with it. You know they keep saying. And in fact, look, they had a press conference. The Texas Democrats who fled to the say they had a press conference today in Virginia, and they, they, they were sitting there talking as if it was 1920, and they're fighting this huge civil rights fight, and saying it's Jim Crow, Jim Crow too. What the, the Texas reform bill? <laughs> it's so absurd. It's totally absurd. And I give, you, I'll give you two quick examples. Sure. That. Okay. Look, Texas, like a lot of states, um, has had a voter ID law in place for several years. Uh, it only applies to in-person voting. They provide a free ID. That anyone doesn't have one. And nobody has had any problem voting in Texas, including black Texans. Right. But look, we had this huge increase in absentee ballots last year. They want to increase the security of the absentee voting process. So they said, okay, we're going to extend the ID requirement to absentee ballot. They made it almost ridiculously easy to meet it. So, so all a voter has to do is, when they apply for an absentee ballot, is write the serial number of their driver's license or their free ID that they got on the application. If they don't have an ID, they can just write in the last four digits of their social security number. If they don't have an ID, and they're one of the, what, five Americans in the country that don't have a social security number, they can just sign a statement saying, I don't have an ID, I don't have a social security number. That's the ID requirement. And that's the ID requirement that these Texas Democrats say, oh, my God, this is so discriminatory and so onerous is voter suppression. I mean, that is, isn't that
2: absurd? I, I find so many absurdities here, including these notions about having no access to photocopy uh, photocopiers. I, I, it, it seems almost as if we are inventing a whole series of problems in order to create a whole series of solutions that have a singular partisan point to them. Result oriented point to them. It really does come off to me that way. And it almost seems as if we're doing a good cop, bad cop from the progressives as well. When you see these legislators from Texas leaving the state so they can be outside of, 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 of political and legal jurisdiction, you get the president of the United States telling us that they are doing in Texas, the Democrats, uh, what they are doing because we, the Republicans, are engaging on, if I may quote him, an assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are as Americans. That's what they have ratcheted up the reforms in Texas over.
0: Yeah, and and he actually said in that same speech in Philly, uh, July 13th, he said, we're facing the worst crisis yep. in the history of Texas. Right. Big grief. Yeah. Is he, is he so totally ignorant of what real jim crow was was like or what it was like in the south after reconstruction the federal troops i mean that is just crazy I, i'll give you another example of how dumb these claims are um tech look texas has a unfortunately long history of of election fraud and you know probably the most famous incident was the infamous ballot box 13 which was the ballot box that was Stuffed with fake ballots to allow Lyndon B. Johnson to win his Senate race. Oh yes, that yeah. yes,
2: I forgot. Okay, yeah. took me back a bit. But, <laughs> okay,
0: yes, yeah, but yes, but look, they have a real problem with vote traffickers, vote harvesting. There, they've had a real problem with with these political operatives who are paid by campaigns to go collect people's absentee ballots, and they. I have found that a lot of them coerce and pressure the voters to vote a particular way. They're not just collecting the ballot. So this reform bill simply puts a provision in that says if you are someone who is assisting a voter to vote, for example, an absentee ballot, when you hand in the ballot, you have to fill out a form that gives your name, the name of the person doing the assistance, your address, and information on whether you're a relative or a paid political operative. Now, anybody who is properly following the law is going to have a problem with that. But if somebody, if a voter complains that somebody was pressuring and coercing them, trying to intimidate them, this is going to make it easier for, for, for it to be investigated because they'll have the name of the person who did it. Uh, Democrats are objecting to that. Now, what possible reason could they have for objecting to that unless they want the people they pay um, to to collect absentee ballots to continue to be able without getting caught to coerce, intimidate, and pressure voters there 's no other reason to, to to object to that
2: perfectly per, perf, perfectly sensible to me we 're talking to Hans von Spakovsky he is a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundations. Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies, Uh, a great op-ed straightening the president and the Democrats out over at Fox News, the big lie about Texas and other state election reforms. Hans, I'm – I I don't know if obsessed is the right word because it has a pejorative connotation to it, but I am consumed. Maybe that's better with the issues having to do with – with the issue having to do with silencing, canceling, censorship, deplatforming and the like. And I wonder right. when you have a president of the United States saying that what we are – what our party, my party, my party is doing in Texas is the most dangerous threat to voting and integrity of uh, free and fair elections in our history, the 21st century of Jim Crow assault, Jim Crow uh, being illegal. Is this pretext are – are they beginning to set or do you fear that they're beginning to set the conditions for which that they can silence, cancel – and uh, and uh, and deplatform people who argue on behalf or defend the position of the Texas uh, Republicans.
0: Oh, oh yeah. No, I think that is a a real danger here. Look, we we just heard that the White House has been working, as you know, with the big tech platforms right. to to delist or correct so-called misinformation. Right. Oh, really? Well, who makes the decision that something is misinformation? the White House? The, yeah, the evidently
2: government. the Surgeon General has a whole new staff of, uh, of right. monitors. That's what I understand it, the Surgeon General's office. And, you know,
0: and, and look... Making uh, it a public health... People, so making
2: bad ideas yeah. a public health issue. That's... Let me make that nexus. That's what we're seeing. Right.
0: Right. But look, they clearly want to extend that to um, other areas and other issues, particularly this issue that we're talking about, election... And, and election fraud, because in fact, some of the platforms are apparently are already doing that. I know people who have talked about uh, election fraud, actual cases, who are getting delisted, because Facebook and others say, oh, you can't talk it's about it. It's
2: already begun. It's already yes, begun.
0: It has. That that kind of censorship is extremely dangerous. It's, I don't think it's too much to say that that's, what, that's, that's the road that leads to tyranny. I...
2: I, I I, I kind of want to leave it there, Hans. I, I, I kind of want to leave the audience with that final thought of yours. This is the road that leads to tyranny. Again, my apologies for the time. You're a wonderful scholar, and I really appreciate uh, not only your work, but uh, your time with us today, sir.
0: Seth, thanks so much.
2: You betcha. Hans von Spakovsky, Senior Legal Fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Mies at Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. You know what's interesting about that song? You want to feel old? I learned this from uh, Adam Carolla. The distance between, the time distance between that song, 1988, and the Beach Boys' previous hit, Good Good Vibrations in 1966, is a shorter period of time than the distance between that hit, Kokomo, and today. That make you feel a little bit old? Yeah. Yeah. Makes me feel old. I remember when that song came out as well. Teresa is in Phoenix. Hello, Teresa.
5: Hi, Seth. I watch I listen to you all the time. Oh thanks. And um I love all the information that you are sending out to all of us out here. I've been watching lately um a Christian station and they've had leading doctors and um um, immunologists and all from all around the world, and they're screaming out, stop this and stop this now. And, um, and this station has been censored, and um, it's, I, I just wanted to let you all know that it's vaccines.daystar.com, and before it was covid.daystar.com so i don't know if covid.daystar.com is still on or not but please please take a look at this it it, it just blows everything away and um, I'm just concerned for America.
2: Um, no, I, I, I appreciate it, Teresa. Thank you. And, and let me let me let me just say this because this is an age in where a whole bunch of new sites are cropping up and websites. And let me say this, and you can feel free to challenge me on it if you want. Um, I am not ardent one way or the other on taking the vaccine or not. As I said yesterday. On balance, I think it's about a 60-40% good idea, better idea than not. On balance, that's my assessment, but I understand there are some really good arguments and positions in the 40%. I really do. My beef is not with the efficacy or the danger of the vaccine. I'm, I'm just I, – I have read enough to be satisfied 60-40, okay? I've read enough to be satisfied 60-40. And I want everyone who goes to a website that sees something new or different to treat it as you would treat a story on Wikipedia or anywhere else. And that is to say, check the sources. Don't take anything you read for granted, don't take anything you read to the bank. Don't take anything you read as ipso facto true. I want you on serious issues to run down the sources and do your own research. What I am ardent about is the government forcing this on us and turning and pitting American against American on this because that is the most un-American thing I can think of, certainly the most divisive. Next governor of California is coming up at the top of the hour. The great Larry Elder, the sage of Sacramento. We're going to start calling him and referring to him. Mike is in Phoenix. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I hate, I hate to be the lead in for Larry Elder. Why? It
2: it, Why do you hate that?
1: Makes me feel, makes me feel very small.
2: <laughs> makes you feel big. It should make you feel big. What did you do today, Mike? Oh, I was on the radio with Larry Elder. Larry Elder.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my life had been from then been on. Now, did I do that before I was on with Larry Elder? Did I do that after? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. was that I, before I, I, the I, day Larry, and Elder, yeah, Larry yeah, Elder, yeah. Elder and I were on the Seth Leibson show, or was that after? Uh, exactly. It, it, exactly,
1: exactly. The point I wanted to make, and, it, and it's bothered me for some time, uh, I was born in Grand Canyon, Arizona. My dad was friends with Barry Goldwater. When I was a child, I can still remember about at the age of about 11, A discussion I heard, and at the time I didn't even know how important it was, about a speech that Eisenhower made that was a probably famous one that said, beware the military-industrial complex. Yeah, his retirement speech. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. But now that I look forward, I think you could rephrase that to beware the techno-media-government complex. And and the thing that really bothers me is there's an insidious thing going on, and it's a weakness even in our ranks. And I'm not, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but I'm going to give two quick examples of two people I really like who I've talked to, who um, who let me down, and and it's the kind of weakness we have to to really guard against because this is now serious. This is real serious business. The first one is Tucker Carlson was one of the first guys that really broke some very important stuff on. On um, uh, Hunter Biden. How did, job, how did he let you down? Real quick.
2: How did he let you down?
1: Here's how he let me down. Real quick. He had him on the ropes, and all of a sudden one night he came on and says, You know what? Hunter Biden is a good man that's had a lot of problems, and we're not going to discuss him anymore.
2: I don't and remember that. Right really?
1: On. Oh, 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 oh i got to go check it. I'll, I'll I, send you the
2: tape. Okay, dude, do, do, do that, please.
1: And he dropped and it. The and the I'll other one? Go real, quick. real quick. And the other one was, I called um, in the morning. Uh, at 964 o'clock in the morning and I was talking to him and I discussed the fact that a lot of the press is not just leftists, they're honestly now, really, they're an enemy of the people.
2: Yeah, no, I've been saying that. Read your Henrik Ibsen. The strongest man is the man who stands alone. Thank you, Mike. Be right back. Send me that info.